Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein. In August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree, Barbara Mock. She's retired now, and we're giving you updates on her life and what she's going through as long as she'll let us. So let's get started. So Barbara... Thanks for coming on the show again. I can't wait to hear what's going on with you and your retired life. Tell me what's happening. Oh my goodness. I have so many things to tell you, Kathy. And I think they're all just going to be in a series of little stories of what's been going on. And maybe at the end, they'll all make sense. I want to start with Thanksgiving and talk about what a difference a year makes. A year ago, we were in the midst of a surge in our local area. There wasn't a vaccine. Our kids were, you know, working remotely. And on Thanksgiving a year ago, uh, my husband and I recorded these sad little videos on our iPhone, sending them to our grandkids, teary-eyed, telling them how proud we were of them and how thankful we were. And we had, for the first time in our entire lives, a meal, just the two of us what a difference a year makes. We had a house full of 10 and then we added four, my mother-in-law who lives upstairs, my husband's brother and his two boys. And so we had 14 for dinner. And what, what a contrast of silence and emotion and sadness. And this year, um, it, the planning was easy. My daughter-in-law is amazing. She is the planner in her family. So if there's an event or there's a camping trip or whatever, she gets everybody whipped into shape and here's what you're bringing. Here's what you're doing, but not in a dominant sort of way, right? She just is so helpful. So it was literally a 10 minute text string between my daughter and my daughter-in-law and me and I was hosting, so I had the, you know, turkey Thanksgiving dressing and all that. But the two of them, it was such a blessing. They did everything else. They did the sides, the desserts, the appetizers. And I just kind of pinched myself thinking, okay, 
How lucky am I? How grateful am I that they were willing to do that? When they got here, they came the night before. And on that morning, we decided that it had been four years since we took a family photo because we had taken one and then a year went by and then the pandemic and then the pandemic. And I just got the photos back and just the contrast of these babies have grown up into little kids. It marked time for me to realize time is fleeting. It is going by fast. And I can't remember a more relaxing meal. It just, it was just, everything found a place. And maybe it's just because we were just so happy, you know, to be together. I don't know that I would really appreciate it except for what we've just been through. And then we prayed and we were thankful that we were there all around the table and that our niece had been spared, that she survived COVID and that she, you know, is on the mend. And there were moments where it was quiet but then it wasn't. It was full of laughter. And the grandkids brought these Nerf, like these Nerf guns, but they have these little soft, little darty little bullets that don't hurt anything. But they had hundreds of them, of, of bullets. Here are these four little kids, because it's 16 inches of rain in the month of November. So we're not going outside. And they are flying around my house, shooting these little Nerf guns everywhere. And the adults are just kind of obliviously talking and having our visit. And they were hot and sweaty and giggling and laughing. And then they'd say, stop, we got to make a new rule. So they, so they made their own rules. It was almost like a paintball thing in my house. I am still finding those little bullets. Now, because it was pouring down rain and they had other places to go, I got the benefit of an intense, happy, loud, raucous Thanksgiving, but they only stayed two nights. <laughs> so they got up Friday morning and my husband and I just looked at each other like zombies and there was silence, but we were grateful for both. We were grateful that they were there and happy when they left because they'd had such a good time, but we just kind of needed a minute. And so did Sadie, the dog, you know, at 14, she's just not loving loving life with little kids. And so the contrast of this Thanksgiving to last year was marked. And I I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever be able to top it. It was just so amazing. Wow. I'm so glad that you were able to have your Thanksgiving this year. And to the listeners, I hope that you were able to have the Thanksgiving that you wanted. And if not, you know, there's always next year. Les and I were invited to the neighbor's house for our Thanksgiving, we don't have, you know, we don't have children. And so our Thanksgivings have always been Friendsgivings in the past. But this year, I just didn't have the, I didn't have the energy. I was too busy with, with my work. It was just crazy this year with all of the stupid ads <laughs> that, yeah. were, that were going on. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to have your fun with, with everybody. You know, those little Nerf bullets, I used to use them when I lived in San Diego and we had a glass between my bird, Mr. Grant and us. And when he used to start screaming at 110 decibels, usually right around the time I was trying to do a podcast, I would take the Nerf gun with those little two, three inch long bullets and I would shoot at the glass and try to make him be quiet. It would keep him quiet for about 20 minutes and then he'd start going again. 
don't worry, listener, I wasn't doing anything, you know, I wasn't hitting him, it was hitting the glass, just reminding him that he needed to be quiet. So it wasn't bird abuse. No, and nothing got broken. (laughs) And it's fun. It's fun. I like to shoot less with them too, you know. So fun. So fun. (laughs) So my next story I'm going to call Grayland Getaway. And this was where my husband's brilliant idea was to go to the Washington coast to try out the motorhome. you know, you know, we're getting ready and he wanted to get razor clams. And I don't know if the listeners are familiar, but razor clams are considered to be a delicacy. They're not like little steamer clams. They're as big as your hand, like your hand out. And they're that long. They're huge. And, um, I hadn't done this before and so he watched all the videos. He got uh, a clam gun to dig them. You can either dig them with a shovel or do them with a clam gun. Um, but again, we had 16 inches of rain in November. So we made our reservation at the state park, Grayland State Park, and of course drove down in another atmospheric river wind and rain event my husband's hands were gripped with a death grip 10 and 2 and as soon as we pulled in we had to go through two feet of water on the road because the whole park was flooding and then we had to go through another two feet of water and I said honey look at all of the campsites like they were all flooded they had like two feet of water and, and picnic tables and wood were floating and I said oh my gosh well we got to ours and we were like an island, right? Ours was was oh perfect. Well, what we learned was the state park knows what will flood in the winter and what won't, so they only allow you to book the ones that they know won't flood, and then then they open up spots on a first come first service. Well, we got there, treaded through the water, went right out to go dig our clams, and we took the dog, and. Oh my gosh, what a kick. I mean, it's 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 not easy. You got to figure out where the clams are, but there are thousands and thousands of people. Because last year, because of COVID, nobody could go. The state shut it down. Plus, there were toxins. And so the State Department of Ecology checks to make sure that it's safe to eat them. Well, because we had so much rain, they were clean. And you're only allowed to get 15 in a regular year, but this year we could get 20. I said, person, 20 per person, 20 per person. So that's 40 of these hunk and big clams. (laughs) I said, sweetie, what are we going to do with all these? I mean, seriously, you got to clean them and do something with them. And so, so we got, we didn't get our full limits because I said, okay, enough. Because Sadie really didn't kind of know where we were. She's kind of getting a little bit of blindness and I'm sure she can't hear. In fact, she was standing there looking at the the truck or the the jeep lovingly and then this big sneaker wave came and so everyone's running you know away from the wave and she's just standing there and it went right over the top of her because she was it went behind her you know and this man walked up and he said is your dog deaf (laughs) because he goes because it just hit her and she looked at us like what the heck are you people doing to me? She was miserable. And so we took her back and rinsed her off with warm water and she just beat feet into the trailer. And he goes, you know, most dogs love the beach. She used to, but she's, you know, 14. So she's not having fun. So we, we've cleaned the the clams. We dredged them in flour and uh, egg mixture and panko and we fried them and they were delicious. 
delicious. And so the next day we got up and we got our 40. And this time we didn't eat them that way. We prepped them so that we can have clam chowder. And when I got home, I brought some of the fresh ones and I went online and found a recipe for Ivor's clam chowder. So if you've never been to the Pacific Northwest, Ivor Hagland is kind of a legacy guy. I mean, I don't know if it was the 20s or 30s, but he started some high-end restaurants like Ivor's Fish House and Ivor's Salmon House, high-end seafood that's kind of Pacific around the Northwest. But then he has this place right down on the pier, kind of where the cruise ships go, where you can get fish and chips and clam chowder. So I found this recipe, Kathy. Oh my gosh. It is amazing with razor clams. And so... We've had it twice, and I'm going to take some clams down to my daughter's for Christmas, and we're making clam chowder on Christmas. Um, But what my takeaway was, Mike didn't enjoy driving the motorhome, and the dog did not like going with us. She doesn't like her disruption, right? Getting out of her chair, getting, you know, eating and drinking stuff. So the next weekend, I decided to take my daughter, who I totally forgot her birthday, and said, what do you want? because I was traveling and I said, what do you want? You know, name it. And she wanted to do something called getting her colors done, which if the listeners are from the eighties, you know what that is, but she's a millennial, like she's never heard of this and she's obsessed with it. And so we haven't had a mother daughter get away for two and a half, three years. And so I didn't want to go to Seattle just because of what's going on there. So she's coming up from Oregon. I'm coming down from Snohomish. So I booked us a a place in Tacoma called the Hotel Murano, which is all this art glass. It's beautiful. And then we went to the Dale Chihuly Museum Glass. And if you're not familiar with Dale Chihuly, he's the guy that makes the fanciful kind of seascapes. You might see it on a cruise ship, but he's, he's an artist locally. So we went there, we had lunch, and then I feel like we were in what I call the Britney bubble because we didn't have reservations. We're walking the safe streets of downtown Tacoma. that has been redeveloped. And we were just looking for restaurants and we found one called over the moon cafe. And it said it was, you know, lovely food, small, intimate boutique restaurant, but it was, it was like a speakeasy. So Brittany goes, that's where we're going to go, mom. And I said, well, honey, you know, it's 530. We may not get a reservation. And we walked in and the place was packed. Every table but one was full. And we said, oh, you know, we're from out of town. We're on this mother-daughter getaway. Is there any chance you can fit us in? And the gal looked at us and said, we save one table for walk-ins. And as long as you can be done by 7, and it's 530. So we're like, absolutely. let me take you to your table. And Brittany just looked at, she goes, mom, we're back in the bubble again. And we watched 10 or 12 couples, families come and get turned away. So we just felt really privileged. We bought a bottle of wine. We had a delicious appetizer, the meal. We even got the bread pudding with the pecan bourbon sauce cream thing on the top of it. And at the end of that, we just felt so blessed. Like, is this for real? And of course it's pouring down rain, but we're having fun. So we went back, got in our jammies, got into her bed and watched a Hallmark movie. And then the next morning we got up and went to our um, house of colors, Nicole. And I will give you a link for her because she was amazing. Nicole in Ballard, which is kind of a little bit of North Seattle. And we had our colors done. 
And I learned so much. Now, I kind of knew with my dark hair and light skin that I, I was a winter, you know, like purples and whatever. But remember when I said I needed a new identity and I kind of wanted to change things from what I looked, you know, for work. So guess what I did? What'd I bought you do? all the wrong colors this last <laughs> nine months. Right. Because they're trendy, right? The olive green and the rest or whatever. And she just kept draping me and showing me that this makes you look sick and dying. And this oh. makes you look good. <laughs> and it's like, I knew. And so it was such a good positive reminder, you know, to kind of take a minute and try to figure stuff out. Well, my daughter, on the other hand, had no idea what she would be. And she's been dyeing her hair, you know, highlight blonde. And I've never thought that it always looked that great, but I didn't say anything, you know, but she's been doing it for 20 years. Well, <laughs> when they did the colors, they went, oh, no, no, you should never have that gold. You need to be this color because she's in the cooler ranges. And she went, oh, my gosh, I've been doing it. And, you know, so that was an eye opener for her. And she started scrolling through pictures of when she thought she looked her best. And they were in the colors that they told her that she's a wow. And when she was pregnant with her kids, she didn't dye her hair and she looked gorgeous. And so for her, it was an epiphany. And so we went to Dick's Drive-In, which is an iconic. Uh, I burger, love right? Dick's. We went to Dick's. We stood in line. We got our burgers. We tailgated, you know, because there's no place to sit inside. Okay. Let and me we, do a sidebar for the yes, listener. Yes, please. So the Dick's that I uh, went to wasn't in Seattle. It was, or wherever you are, it was in Spokane, but it's a, it's a Washington state sort of, I don't think it's a, I think it's a chain. I think the same family owns it, but they sell little hamburgers. They used to sell them for 35 cents. What are they now? 75 cents a dollar. I don't know, like a couple bucks only for a cheeseburger. But, yeah. But they are like full fat hamburgers and oh, yeah. they are so <laughs> delicious <laughs> and you eat more than one of them and you just they have all kinds of stand you they they're outside are they outside always, where you always they're, yeah. they're outside but there's always like a hundred people loitering around there and it's just an iconic place in Washington so sorry about the digression here but I had to explain what Dick's was no okay but it's down by the U district this was the original Dick's like the very first one and it's still there um so we had our dicks and we just we just kind of basked in the gratitude of you know why haven't we done this more and we realized you know it's the pandemic and so having that mother daughter getaway was amazing and so on the way home we're talking all the way home about what are you going to do what are you going to do with your clothes and then we literally both walked in our homes went to our closets on FaceTime and took our little you know images of our colors that we each had and I go, what do you think of this? She goes, oh, mom, get rid of that. So it was so easy, Kathy, to actually purge out a lot of the crap I just got through buying. And a lot of the stuff I have is great. And now I know kind of what I can do and be more thoughtful and strategic about what I'm buying. And so anyway, I highly recommend to the listeners, whether you have a daughter or a friend or whatever, if you can pull it off, now's the time to do a getaway. It was such a boost to our spirits and our health, sense of well-being, and just to kind of remember that, yeah, we're mother-daughter, and she didn't have any kids bugging her. She got to sleep. 
she got to have her mom pamper her and we got to do a fun thing. And so that's our 2022 thing that's going to continue from the pandemic. Do you want a thing or do you want an experience? Experience for sure. We we loaded up on the experience. Okay. I have a question before you go on to the next thing. Uh Did did she change her hair color? She is going to, she had just had (laughs) it done. And the lady said, if you're going to highlight, you need to be more in the ashy tones. But I think she's going to go back to her natural color, which is gorgeous. And she's realizing that when she is dressing the way she looks the best, she, she gets the most compliments. And usually people say nothing when you look like crap. And so, um, yes, she's going, as far as I know, going to change her hair color. It was a big eye opener and she's been wanting to do this forever. And so Nicole is on Facebook as house of colors and Ballard. And so Brittany is just obsessed with the before and afters, you know, people where they show them once and then they show them the other one. In fact, I'm on there. So, Oh, really? in my colors. So anyway, I can't wait to see it. So it was kind of an expensive weekend that got even more expensive because while my husband was left alone in a rainstorm, not happy with the motorhome we had at Uh-oh. all. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rocky Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com slash journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. Next up, we've got John Perlman, co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness for our health segment. John, thanks for coming back again. Thanks for having me, Kathy. What do you have for us today? So what today I'd like to touch on how you can balance your workout with both cardio and strength in mind um, and kind of how you can find that optimal combination from an anti-aging fitness standpoint. Uh, And, you know, I think people are confused maybe a lot of times about, you know, they know about cardio, they know they should be getting in their cardio. And then at the same time, you see a lot of, you know, stuff on strength and various strength moves and weightlifting and all of this. And I think navigating the terrain of incorporating, you know, great cardio and great strength at the same time isn't that easy. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Great. Give us, hit us with your, with your tips. <laughs> so how yeah. we can so, do this together. I think that the best way in, in my opinion, and these are the type of workouts that we provide on the mission lean app. What you want to do is combine your strength moves into a, a cardio circuit, if you will. So you have your library of strength moves. I mean, you may have your own, you know, you may have your own consistent uh, exercise that you do on a daily basis. I mean, at Mission Lean, we have our library of anti-aging fitness exercises that we refer to and give to our subscribers. But whatever it is, basically, you know, if you have some great body weight strength moves, you know, whether it's a prisoner squat or a lunge or, you know, uh, a put, you know, a push up or even an abbreviated push up. I mean, 
what, what, or a core move, an ab move, whatever it may be. The idea is that you want to move from one, one of these body weight strength moves to the next without any rest. And maybe you do about, let's say, five or six of them in a row. So you could do 30 seconds of, you know, you could do, let's say, 20 to 30 seconds of squats, body weight squats. And then you do 20 to 30 seconds of um, lunges. And then you move into, you know, if you can't do a full push-up, let's just say an abbreviated push-up where you have your, you know, half push-up. Yeah, half push-up. Yeah, so you have your, um, you know, your knees on on the mat, and you're you're just doing a, an abbreviated motion. I mean, you get some good tone, but it's not the full throttle, you know, push up. Uh, so let's just. Well, well, I have to say, you know, I was doing those half push ups for a while, and I felt myself getting stronger, and then I was able to do a full push up. So don't uh, audience, don't don't make fun of the half push ups. You are getting some strength training there. Yeah, no, it's it, you get great tone from the half push up. That's why you you should if you can do a, if you can do a half push up, you should. It's it's a good exercise. So let's just take those three moves as an example. So <clears throat> all three of those moves are those are strength moves because you're you know the squat and and the lunge you're getting great incredible strength results on the legs and then the the abbreviated push up you're getting you know you're getting great upper body definition from that. So those three strength moves, if you do, let's just say you do, um, you know, five, five squats, and then you do, let's say, three lunges on each leg, and, and then you move into, let's say, four, um, four abbreviated push-ups. Those three exercises, and you do them in a row without rest. So I normally like to intersperse a leg move with an arm move and then back to a leg move. So you give, you know, you give that area of the body a rest. You know, so that, for example, if you put the push-up in between the bodyweight squat and the lunge, your legs would have a brief moment to rest there. But you're not stopping your workout because you you didn't take a break and you went directly to that move right afterwards. And then you come back to to the leg move. And then what ends up happening if you do this for, let's say, these three moves or you add another three and then you have six, you're you're able to benefit from incredible strength building from those from those strength moves. But then what happens is you get an aerobic workout at the same time because you're not taking any break from in your training. And then after those six moves, then, then you rest for a couple minutes, get your breath back, and then you go into the circuit again. And what, that, what uh, a lot of people refer to this as is uh, high-intensity interval training because the interval, so to speak, is high-intense and it's the six moves in a row. And then you rest after that circuit. And then you, you know, when you're recuperated, then you do the next interval of the six exercises. So that's a great way where you can build strength, but then also get um, the aerobic-based workout uh, as well, which, as, as we've touched on in other episodes, uh, from an anti-aging standpoint, an aerobic-based workout is the king in terms of extending telomere length and extending cellular lifespan. And you're doing double duty because you're also doing the strength training at the same time, right? Exactly. And, you know, as we mentioned in, in other episodes that we've been on together, strength training is, is very important for older adults and seniors. So you want to get the strength, but you don't want to neglect the cardio and aerobic uh, benefits as well. That's perfect. Thanks again. That was a great health tip. And uh, for the listener, tune in next time for more health tips from Mission Lean. And don't forget to download the Mission Lean app for more fitness and health tips. Thanks, John. Thank you, Kathy. And now, 
back to the conversation with Barbara and me. Uh-oh. <laughs> he drove back up with his brother and test drove the motorhome that he really wanted. Oh, no. And then he put $1,000 down on it and called me. And I said, uh, no, 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 no. I, I can't handle this right now. I'm here with Brittany. Um, what the heck? And he goes, oh, you, you just, you, you got to see this. Uh, yeah, I said, yeah, right. So I got home. I said, okay, I know this motorhome would be your dream. And I know it'd be more comfortable, but are you flipping kidding me? And I said, I'm not doing anything until we talk to our financial planner, because this is, th this was, this, we jumped into the deep end. This for me is like jumping off Niagara Falls, right? <laughs> and so, you know, by comparison, it would be the difference between a buckboard and a Cadillac or <laughs> between Motel 6 and the Hilton. And it's like, come on, it's just, it's part-time. Um, and that was kind of a little disappointing because our financial planner said, um, you guys, you, you're savers. You've been saving. Um, you can afford it. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> I said, I don't want to afford it, Nick. And he goes, well, you don't have to, but don't take the money out just to throw it in a savings account. But if you're going to live and spend it and you've been talking about all your friends dying and, you know, and I said, did Mike call you ahead of time? And he said, no, no. And so, so that kind of, that, that made me think a lot. And then when my husband, he actually used you as the reason we needed to me. Move. Yes, it was you. Cause he said, Barb, I'll take you for weekend getaways. I will do this trip. We've already planned to Arizona, but I am not driving you to Kathy Klein's on the <laughs> East Coast in this motorhome. And I know you really want to go. You want to see, you want to have lobster in Maine and you, you've never been to Boston. You've never been to DC. You've never been to the East Coast. I will drive you anywhere in North America in this coach. If you let me have it, I'll drive you to Canada. I'll drive you to Mexico. I will drive you anywhere in this. And I'm just like, oh, fudge. So get this. <laughs> Last Saturday, we drove up. He drove me down the road in an atmospheric windstorm Again. and got us up to 80 miles an hour with two fingers on the wheel, went over bumps, didn't feel them. Nothing fell out and broke because every time the other one stuff, stuff would fall and break. He could hear me. He could hear the radio and he was happy. And I said, oh, <laughs> so my lesson learned is if you're going to do a motor home, you got to be happy. It is a big investment. But what our financial planner explained is he says, I don't mean to be crude, but we're all going to die. And this isn't for 30 years. It might be for two. It might be for five. It might be for 10. And what really did it is I went to my Snohomish women's golf you know, uh, luncheon and almost all of them are widows. And when they said, you're leaving and you're going and they go, we are so envious of you. Do it. Do it now. We wish we would have. So we did it. We traded in the one we bought two months ago. Wow. We had to unload the whole thing. It's all in my garage and in my living room. We had to give it a bath. And then two days from now, we'll go get his dream motorhome. Oh, wow. I hope it runs well and bring it home. 
and loaded up and we're headed out. And I just feel like I'm in shock and my husband's happy. I get to still go. And there's no doubt I will be coming to visit you someday. Yay! He's, he's going to drive me because he was not going to drive me. And so I, I'm in the midst of packing for a long journey right now. Oh my! And what's interesting to me is that it's winter here. It's like 35 degrees and sleet and snow. And so I've got to take, you know, wet boots, but also golf shoes and sandals and flip-flops. Like oh my gosh. Seasons, right? Where are you I need, going? Well, we're starting in Tualatin, Oregon and headed to Crescent City to the Redwoods. Never seen the Redwoods. And then we're going to go down to Mendocino and then Merced and then Bakersfield and Palm Springs and then Yuma. So, and then we're going to be in Tucson. So wow. um, when you're packing, you, you got to pack all your hats, your coats, your gloves, but then you got to throw in a sundress and some swimsuits. It's just the whole thing is is crazy. Um, <laughs> plus, you know, how do you cook? I don't have an oven. I have a convection oven, which is fine, but there's so many things, Kathy. So for the listeners that haven't embarked on the RVs, this is not for the faint of heart. It's a huge amount of planning. I mean, if you think about your mail, online bill paying, prescriptions, medical emergencies, um, what if you need to get, uh, you know, important documents? And what if, what if the dreaded thing happens and something happens to you? do your heirs and everybody know where your stuff is. Like it really, cause three months is a long time. It really forces you um, to consider what's going to happen. So we jumped off Niagara Falls. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> that is so exciting. Okay. Wait, I've got to ask you a question. Ask away. On a percentage basis. So I'm just going to throw out some made up numbers because they're easy to understand. So if the first one was a hundred thousand, so that's sure. It, what is the next one on a person? Is it a hundred and fifty? Was it double? Was it, it what? It's, it's a little bit under double. Oh man, that must've been freaking you out to go oh, almost double. My gosh. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different than if you're taking out cash because it really is a second home and it's a mortgage, but it's on a mortgage on something that's depreciating. Right. So what you have to do in your mind and on paper to reconcile it is it's like those uh, credit card commercials where they go somewhere and at the end they say priceless. Priceless. <laughs> it, it, it really is because you'll be paying more than, than it's ever going to be worth, but it's a means to an end. And I think we talked about it last time that it gives you the opportunity. And now with the Omicron virus just sweeping through the Seattle area, I mean, we weren't headed anywhere internationally. And so I feel like for this time in my life and this time in our history, we made a good decision. And when it doesn't work for us anymore, you'll you sell, sell it. it. You sell it. So you'll list it on uh what's that one where you can rent out your RV to other people? I uh, RVshare.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. RV so share. That's a great <laughs> segue to another way you have saved my life. You have that no idea. <laughs> well, remember I was talking about how Sadie is miserable, right? She didn't like being at the beach. And when Mike was researching for um, places to go on our way, we're going to national parks. Hunting dogs aren't allowed in hunting in national parks. You can't take dogs. You, you have to lock them up. And he just goes, 
she's miserable when we're driving, you know, she's pacing or we put her in a crate. And so <laughs> I'd gotten all her shots. We were booked in the pet section. We had booked a, a doggy daycare for a time when we were going to be, you know, going with family, which we think would kill her because she's never been in daycare or boarding. And then four days ago, my husband said, what's that thing that Kathy was talking about? <laughs> and I am like, Doi? You know, I mean, I just like, I hadn't thought about it. Cause I just, we just have always taken her. We've always assumed. I said, oh, it's, it's trusted pet sitters. But I said, sweetie, we're leaving next week. Okay. And- wait, before you continue, I just want to insert it's rockyourretirement.com slash THS. And that gets you to the link. It's actually trusted house sitters, not pet sitters. So right. I don't want people. Yeah, no, no, you're right. right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's trusted house sitters, but for me. But I use my know. link so that you get 25% off and I get two months free. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I would have known that. I it's didn't... okay. As long as the listener knows, <laughs> trusted or it's uh, rockyourretirement.com slash THS. Anyway, finish your story. Okay. Well, it's a lifesaver is all I can say because you just found four, someone in well, four days, four days ago, we went online and I said, honey, are you sure? Are you sure? And he just clicked that button and bought that membership. And he goes, okay, you need to fill out our profile. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, it, for those that don't know and have never heard of it, it's kind of reminds me of a dating site, but for homeowners that have pets and then people who, who love to travel and don't have pets and, and they match you up. And so um, it took a bit of time to write our little intro and I had to wait for the sun to come out. Cause he goes, don't take pictures of the house with the gray. They'll never want to come. And, um, took pictures of the house, did our whole thing and told our story. Kathy, within hours, we had 10 people that wanted to stay with Stady for three months. Now lesson learned Christmas, right? A lot of people said, are you flexible on dates? Cause they already had Christmas plans because Christmas is next week. A lot of people saved us, meaning they can't do it now, but they want to come and take care of Sadie some other time. Oh my gosh, who knew? And so we found this wonderful woman from Sarasota, Florida, who is ready to come right now, a couple days before we have to leave before Christmas on short notice and stay for three and a half months. She's a fine museum artist and she wants to come up here and just enjoy green. And it was funny. She goes, well, so where are you going again? We said, we're going to Arizona. She goes, oh yeah, you Seattle people like to go where it's warm. She goes, I can't wait to get where you are. And I'm just like, who knew? So miracle of miracles. This is, it's just happening so fast, but there's a lot, right? When you're leaving your home, you know, there's your, your, your digital and your online document security. There's insurance if, if you're going to let them drive your car, because again, we're going to need to do that because she, she can't get here, you know, in, in a day without having a car to drive. Um, there's clearing out your dresser drawers. So along with packing, we've loaded this up. And the other day he goes, well, gosh, this is a lot. And I said, whoa, whoa, Buster, you added a new motor home in the middle of this. I was packed. Like I was ready to hit the road. And then you added someone watching our dog. So you've got nothing to complain about <laughs> feeling busy or stressed. But I have to say that our dog is going to have her couch. She's going to have someone who love her and walk her and feed her. 
And she's an artist. So she's going to be working on illustrating her children's book. Like how amazing is that? But here's what I wanted to tell the listeners. People who saved our profile, you can read about them. And I found at least three groups that liked our house and liked our dog. The first group is retirees who have made this a lifestyle. I had no idea. They own nothing. They, They land in different places and they do kind of have a home base landing place. But what they do is they travel the world for short and long stays, staying in people's homes with pets because they love people and they love pets. Some people have been doing this for a decade. Yep. Okay. You knew this. Obviously, I wasn't paying enough attention. So for you retirees, if you love animals and you don't have any and, you know, you want to travel. The other, though, was um, groups of um, young people who have done the fire, you know, where they worked really, really hard. And now they're living in like a, you know, a refurbished motorhome type thing, a camper van or whatever. And um, they're traveling all over. So at both ends of the spectrum. And then there's just people that because of the pandemic and even before um, are digital nomads. They can work anywhere they want. And apparently the Pacific Northwest, even in the winter, is a popular place. As it's not Minnesota or something. Anyway, I'm totally overwhelmed with gratitude to you. That, Aww. but what's so sad is I didn't even remember it. Like I hadn't <laughs> even thought of it. And Mike goes, "Which your husband did? What is that thing?" <laughs> and so, um, so within four days, we have it all taken care of, and we're getting things ready, and we're signed up, and we are excited. We one of the people that liked us said he's booked till September of 2022, but he'd love to come stay with us. So what I learned, and so this is for the listeners, um, finding people that love to travel and love your pets, um, put your dates out as soon as you can. Don't do it over Christmas (laughs) because people, you know, we were lucky. Um, but then don't be in a hurry. So, um, I I guess what helped us come to this was taking those maiden voyages. So if you're, you know, going to do this lifestyle and you're going to do a long distance, take a few weekend trips, take everything you would, take the dog. And just because you've always done something a certain way in retirement, be willing to try something a little different because I never thought I would ever have someone come stay in my house with my dog, like not even remotely a possibility. Um, but you got to think about things like power failures and if there's snow and emergency planning. And so she's going to be introduced to mom upstairs, cousin across the street, brother next door. And so she'll be well, well, well taken care of. Um, I, I really am looking back on this year and I was looking at my aspirations, my top 10 aspirations. And I just want to tell the listeners, you're going to hear this in January of 2022. And it's not too late. Think about what your goals are. Just think about them. And then verbalize them to someone, maybe your your spouse, your partner, a friend, your mom, your dad, whoever, but verbalize what your aspirations are. And then write them down. You can write them on a piece of paper, you can type them up. And then do what I did. Put them in a place. You'll see it. 
Because without even thinking about it this morning, as I was thinking, this is the end of the year, I looked up and I went, oh my goodness. One of them was to be open to new possibilities. So I can honestly tell you in January, there's no way we would have bought two motorhomes in 2021 (laughs) or left our dog or gone snowboarding. Like that just wasn't even on my radar. And another one was embrace change. And there's been so many change. Be patient. Look for the good. Reconnect with old friends and family. We, We have done that. We got to see my dad in the spring. We got to have a wedding. I got a mother-daughter getaway and we've had, you know, not a lot of big parties and picnics, but just like we haven't seen family and then make new friends. I was sitting there just in awe of these 20 amazing women from my golf club and we're connecting. Some are going to Arizona. We'll golf together. And I just have this whole new group of friends that invited me over for a brunch. And these were people I didn't know before and then the last one I, I wanted to highlight was finding joy in simple pleasures, right? Sitting on a beach, hugging your daughter at sunset, going a place you've never been before with your best friend and partner, and just being open to like what's what's coming up. And so I guess what I wanted to um, say is you'll be amazed what happens if you do this. It, it's like it's subliminally in your mind all the time. And it causes you to make different decisions than you would have. And it's easy to be a saver. And it's hard to be a spender because of fear. And so here's my kind of part of parting advice for for the end of the year. Um, Live like you're dying. Because we are. Say yes. Just say yes more than you say no. Don't wait for someday to come. Someday I'll do this. Someday I'll do that. Stretch yourself, learn to golf, learn to paint, whatever it is, do something you don't know how to do. Be responsible financially, but don't be afraid. So get your advice, make sure you're okay with that. And then whatever you do, do it with a purpose. Aw, that is so inspiring. Thank you so much for for wrapping that with a, with a beautiful bow. and. Uh, giving us that inspiration. Thank you. Well, I thank you. You have changed my life and you have made my life better without knowing it because all those years I didn't know you are recorded for posterity. And I feel like I have learned so much, not just from sharing my story. I have learned, but I've learned more from listening to those old podcasts on topics and things. And I guess what I'm proud of is I'm applying them right? It's one thing to see something, read something, or hear something, right? That's good. That's that's education. But applying what you're learning and then not being afraid to take a leap and experimenting. Is everything going to go perfect? No. Are we going to have, you know, think, but we're on an adventure and we're packing for a woman's journey that doesn't know when it's going to end. So I'm going to enjoy every minute of it while I can, because if this year's taught me anything, life is short with a raging pandemic every day, we're hearing about people that were classmates and people, my, my uncle is in his nineties in Arizona and he got COVID and passed away. Now you could say, well, he was in his nineties, but he might've lived longer. Another classmate of my husband's just passed away the day before yesterday and he got COVID. And so 
Um, so we don't know. So I don't want to live with any regrets. So that's right. We don't know. We don't know when our last day is. And you have to, like you said, you have to live like you're dying. So, yep. Thank you for that inspiration. Thank you, Kathy, just for all that you do for those of us that are either thinking about retiring or retiring. Um, You have more than a mission. You have a ministry. And I think you should feel really great about the effect you're having on people's lives. I hope you do. I do. Thank you very much. And, you know, every, every time I hear somebody say something like that, it just brings me great joy. When I see the reviews, when people post, you know, about the show, it brings me great joy. And when I see what people write in the Facebook group, that brings me joy as well. So I appreciate your saying that, Barbara. And thank you for being part of it. You know, well, people, people are loving hearing what's going on with your episodes and what's going on in your life and, and how you're pivoting. That's what you're doing, you know, right now. And, and we can't, we can't wait to hear what's happening next. I am excited to find out how it's going to be recording with you when you're on the road. So I don't know how we're going to do that. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'll post a little five minute episode explaining it, but I'm sure hoping that we'll be able to, to get some episodes in, whether it's at a hot spot or, or however we do it, we'll figure it out. It's, it's part of this life that we're leading, figuring stuff out, right? Exactly. Those are growth skills with technology for baby boomers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be somebody can help me figure it out because we did buy a, a new um, iPad, like a, a laptop, um, and I have all of my equipment. So yeah, it'll just be in a different place and it might be, take us a bit to figure it out, but um, I can't wait to share. Me neither. And if the audio's different, well, then the listeners will have to learn to pivot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. So thanks again. And for the listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye. Bye.